0: Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to this stripped down, more faster, leaner, more aggressive episode of Lead Rugby Banter. Today it's me hosting, which sounds a bit oxymoronical to what I've just said, but with me is Alex. Hi, Alex.
1: Hey Matt, how you doing?
0: Not too bad. There we go. Good. And Good. yeah, that's it. It's
1: just the just, two just, of us. Just for the record, I I don't think I'm I'm lean down. I'm a little bit more aggressive, and I have stripped down.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, um, so it's like I feel like I've got two, two out of three requirements for this episode
0: you went for a hike or a brisk. Oh, let, let, let's not overset it. I think you went no. for a brisk walk on the mountain this afternoon or oh, morning. I, I climbed up the whole mountain. There we go. Then I'll officially graduate you to a hike. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Congrats. So okay. you can you can notch one bit down on the lean down.
1: Yeah, I guess. Although I'm gonna have like, like a whole roast for dinner to compensate. So I don't know if I'm gonna come out ahead or not.
0: Uh, swings and roundsabouts.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. Well wow, what have, what have we got today?
0: Um, let's start with the first bit of news that came up this week was apparently Charles Piertou is looking to play for Tonga. The 20, it's the 2019 World Cup eh he wants to try and squeeze in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's quite hectic. Like, um, so the rule, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm just trying to find the article that I posted. The group. Yeah, um... But essentially what it was, is a rule in World Cup. If you've played for a first, then you can, after three years of being inactive, You can play for another a third tier nation that that you qualify for by virtue of having a passport. So if you have a if you're a passport holder for a tier two or tier three, you can represent them after three years of being inactive in international rugby. So Charles Piutau, who's originally played for New Zealand from 2013 to 2015, and then he was you know the shock exit to Europe when he was uh, already an incumbent all black so he hasn't played there for the last three years he hasn't played test rugby he's just been cashing it in in club rugby but he still has a tongan passport and so the tongan coach or the tongan authorities were like well fuck, according to this loophole in the rule he can technically represent us at the at the rugby world cup next year all he has to do is play like three or four um qualifying matches or something like that and apparently in terms of the rules Um, sevens games count so you can play through a qualifying tournament for a sevens thing and then you'll qualify for the World Cup next year and they've done this before, they did it with um, also Tonga they did it with Vuna, and because he played two tests for the Wallabies in 2012 he then played for Tonga at the Olympic sevens um, in some qualifying tournament and he's gone on to play for the senior team, the Tonga national team and yeah, that's their plan they're going to capture the current most paid highest paid player in the world to play at the Rugby World Cup next year which you otherwise wouldn't be doing for Tonga instead of for the Blacks so it's quite interesting
0: are. I, I must admit I'm kind of with because it's because it's a country like Tonga I'm kind of for it because yeah. New Zealand has a bit of a habit of when, is, when they're short a player, especially in the back line or something, they'll just cap one of the specific islanders. And then all grats to that guy, he's now an all-black all cap player, but now he's sort of left high and dry because he was never going to be sort of long-term yeah. in the camp and all that.
1: It's, yeah,
0: It's nice that they can then go back, because yeah, it makes sense to then go back to a side like Tonga, Fiji, Simba. Where is the second-tier cutoff? Is it based on ratings?
1: uh I don't think it's based on ratings because at the moment I'm sure there are some second tier teams um, that are rated below first tier teams. It might yeah. be your ratings.
0: No I'm just curious check when, I'm just curious how they decided yeah. who's who's a second tier nation because yeah because I mean yeah
1: I, th- I think you have to basically be a regular participant in what's considered a first tier competition
0: okay
1: so okay, so for example Tonga is rated above Italy
0: oh, shit, yeah. at, at least technically a first tier nation
1: exactly of that. so I think the, just, just by virtue of playing the six nations on an annual basis they quali- they're they constitute the first tier one nation with, with so, Tonga don't play anything like that. so yeah. we can but, comfortably
0: call the ten first tier nations then the rugby championships and the six nations
1: <laughs> yeah I think so I don't know where someone like Japan falls though or Japan, Argentina as well strikes me as, are
0: they necessarily a first-year nation?
1: They have to be. I mean, they've played they've got, in like so many they've got one World, World Cup semi bro- semifinals. And stuff.
0: Yeah, but if you look at their club scene, I mean, they've got one professional, they've essentially got one professional franchise.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, It's an interesting question. But yeah, so they anyway, to get back to the original story, they, they've targeted a couple of other guys. So like I said, Cooper Vuno was one of the first people to exploit this particular loophole they're now looking at Charles Piatar they also have Frank Halley who's he's got he's played one game for the All Blacks but he was never I mean I don't know if you remember him from Super Rugby for the Blues he was fine but he wasn't amazing and uh, Sitaleki Tamani and Anthony Fainga who are both Wallabies of course yeah so that's Saya Fainga's brother so the two of them have been inactive for three years since playing for for Australia And all blacks and they might feature for the tongan team next year look i I mean the one side of it is what you've said which is you know these guys if they're obviously not gonna play i mean halai was never ever gonna play for the all blacks again Tao turned his back on that life so there's you know them playing for tonga is a net gain because no like no other nation loses out directly yeah on their representation but um shout out to Paul Tate, who I think originally tweeted the story on Twitter, the Argentine guru, uh, yeah. and he said he his his angle on it on it was a very different perspective to ours, which is, well, um, this kind of fucks over uh, a team like Uruguay, oh
0: shit yeah,
1: because Tonga I think are qualifying as Oceania one or Oceania two with Samoa being the other one I think, um, I think, and um, they then, in a pool stage with either America's one or America's two which is probably going to be Uruguay and like maybe Canada or, or the US for example yeah so now you got a you got a team like Uruguay who are kind of in the same position as as Tonga in a way because they don't have like solid club rugby so a lot of guys who maybe wanted to be professional players in Uruguay might have ended up leaving to and turning out for Argentina instead of Uruguay but they, well, they don't have that. They don't have the same critical mass of players that have done that. So they now left. They've worked hard or hard to get to the Rugby World Cup on the back of guys based in in Uruguay or who you play all the qualifying matches for Uruguay. And now they've got to show up to play against a bunch of ringers, guys mm-hmm. like Charles Piotr, who got to pull a bit of an Andy Goode and skip preseason and then just show up for the big games. So it's a bit unfair in that from that perspective. I think. Um, yeah,
0: look, you have got to take. you got to feel bad for your guy because they, they essentially what was Iceland in the soccer World Cup that just ended now. They're essentially it, the perennial Iceland. That's a, a team of yeah, sort of exactly. non-professionals actually competing at the world rugby stage.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, look, if if the Namibia was in a pool with Tonga, I'd be upset yeah, as a yeah. Namibian <laughs> yeah. because I, I know that those guys who play for the Namibian team are like grinding out these qualifying. Oh yeah matches against Kenya and working hard, like you know, they don't have a lot of fun thing. Well it's like that Zimbabwe store, you know, they couldn't get accommodation or whatever. Like it's supposed to get qualified. Yeah. You know, it's hard out here for the small nations. And then you get a guy like Charles Pirata undoubtedly is amongst the best players in the world and he just gets flown in for the big games, you know. So I think for me the loophole I don't think I don't mind the rule. i i kind of have a problem with the loophole of you can qualify through like one tournament through sevens games I feel like you should have represented the country well you should have been registered in the squad throughout the so what you you quantifying so you know that I think is maybe the 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 change that I would make to have it be a little bit more fair
0: no 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 fully hear what you're saying I think yeah that maybe involving them in the Actual qualifying with the team yeah, makes yeah. 100% more can sense. You,
1: Matt? Yeah,
0: I can hear you. You're yeah, yeah. sort of slipping in and out. But I can.
1: Okay.
0: I get most of what you say. Um, Hello.
2: Hi. Hello. Hi. Oh, shit, is that Adam? Uh, it is. I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm quickly checking in to make sure that you guys uh, are on track.
0: Okay. You know, well, you were the so, loudest thing that was on this episode so far.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? Am I? Are you yeah, done yeah. bring... Sounds like
1: you've been possessed by some kind of rugby
2: banter demon or yeah. something. Oh, uh, see, speaking uh,
1: that'd of, be,
2: that'd like, I think that likely be my <laughs> be my phone. I think I'm
0: th- thinking of speaking of Adam fighting his demons. I think this is a prime opportunity for us to look at the e- ever escalating nightmare that is yes. the story between um, Anamaki Mafi and Tamani Lopeti's big night out in Dunedin. Oh, my oh, God.
2: Yeah. I, um, well, look, I, Just for those of you who haven't, and unfortunately I won't be able to join you gentlemen for too long, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out like Alex. Alex knows, knows my struggles, don't you, Alex? Yes, uh, yeah. it's
1: married struggles. Yes, indeed. Uh,
2: but yes, uh, to cut a long story short, Tamani and Aki Mafi were busy drinking in Mafi's brother's house, which I assume is in Dunedin, a derogatory remark was made uh, of a relative, a female relative of the Mafis, for what we understand. And so the Muffy brothers decided to uh, repeatedly, well, this is reportedly, by the way, punch uh, Lepetitamani uh, over and over again. They eventually dragged him into a car and then drove him around Dunedin for a while until Zemani managed to get out the car, run away, hide, and then catch the a taxi back to the team hotel. It's batshit crazy. I haven't seen the latest update yeah. I saw you saw one it on the group, but it is absolutely batshit crazy. To remind, just when,
0: hearing the news about it, you know him saying something about the female sibling, and then the two Anamakis, um, let's say it's the two Anamakis, uh, they are brothers, yeah. so it will be the two same, <laughs> same
2: you surnames. Keep getting his, you keep getting his name wrong. Anamaki. <laughs> uh, uh, so <laughs> you keep
1: I'm saying Anamaki Mafi, but it's Amanaki Mafi. Amanaki. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: designated yeah. Adam today, so
1: it's also yeah, Tamani, well, yeah. not Tamani <laughs> I don't know why you got that wrong. <laughs> it's
2: <laughs> anyway. the pressure of the chair. It's the pressure <laughs> of the chair. Even yeah, though I'm sitting on the floor, it's the
0: pressure of the chair, yes.
2: Um, <laughs> so what we're going to say? The, just
0: the, the mental image I've got is that sort of same image of... Um, if, did you guys watch it? It's, it's, it's not that old, but it is fairly oldish by now. The Once we were warriors or we were warriors or whatever. That uh, um, New Zealand drama about the Maoris in New Zealand.
2: No, I've heard. I've heard it's yeah. like really and, intense. I yeah. watched a lot in film study,
0: and there's a brutal. Yeah, there's a brutal scene there as well, and well, yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- in my mind, that sort of plays over when I, when I heard the latest news of the two of them sort of just grinding and pounding, out, out <laughs> with Lopetti's face, and left him with those two black eyes that we've all seen the pictures of. By. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it's, it's it's really bad. Like I mean, last week we managed to find like a bit of humor in it, right? But at that point, we were all kind of under the impression that this was essentially like a just you know a, a brawl between two players on relatively equal physical standing that had just kind yeah. of gone awry, and that they they both kind of they were both to blame it, to some extent, but that Mafia had just gotten the better of him. That's one thing, right?
0: Yeah,
1: but. It, this, what we're hearing now is that this is not just two guys who get cut full of each other and just take it out physically. This is like full yeah, on assault on, on a friend and teammate. Like, well, I don't know about friend, but
0: there was also, I mean, there's... you know, like
1: literally they pinned him and, and punched him repeatedly in the face. And apparently while he was, while i was weighing into him, he kept shouting to him, I'm the man, I'm the man. You listen to me. I'm the man or something like that. You know? Yeah
0: timani's brother so was on it's the phone. it um, isn't
1: just like a fight got. Have... yeah yeah so he phoned his brother who he, siati timani who plays in france
0: yeah
1: and like he stay, he was on the line while a lot of this was happening and he he was then phoning hospitals, um, hospitals and fee stations in in dunedin to try and figure out if like if his brother was fucking okay so it's really and like so on top of the assault which sounds like it was really brutal like Hollywood style level, just, you know, sitting on top of an ogre, okay, punching him yeah. repeatedly. Then they fucking kidnapped him. Like, they chucked yes. him in the back of a car and kidnapped him. Like, it's, it gets gets bizarre, like more and more bizarre by the day. And I mean, last week, like I said, we, you know, we laughed a little bit about the two of them going and having a go at each other. But I mean, this is not a laughing matter anymore. This is like, this is a, the manifestation of, I mean, okay, I don't really like the. The terminology but you know toxic what, what the kids are calling toxic masculinity um, you know loaded with you know alcohol and violence like the culture for a lot of I think males in New Zealand and maybe Australia and the islands as well and it, there's a close link between this kind of aggression and rugby there always has been mm. uh, so yeah look word on the street is that he's looking at jail time which by the sounds of it he deserves and his career as a rugby player is over, which, again,
2: you know, He's just, I mean, he's recently signed a contract to go play in Japan, and, and the mm-hmm. Japanese do not mess around when it comes to uh, issues of discipline. So right. it's highly likely that Matthew will lose his contract. To knee, he's actually going to France. Maybe that's also the reason why they were both fined, uh, that both sides to stay out. Because both of them were fined by the Rebels, just for violating yeah. curfew. I don't think it had to do, had to really do with the incident itself because both of the men are, are leaving the club. Yeah. But overall, it's been a pretty awful season for Australia and off-field discipline. Uh, you had James Slipper, which I think is also a very complicated matter. Uh, Carl Michael Hunt, Quade Cooper, just because Brad Thorne hates him. Um, you no, know, I don't know that's if you can lump
0: Quade in this one because he's <laughs> done nothing off. He's there's been he's been out of the news besides having the time of his life playing club rugby. Yeah. He's done nothing. He's to be us, keeping
1: uh, he, he's been keeping his nose
2: clean, yeah. so, so to speak.
0: speak. Classic.
2: <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs>
0: unclassic. Quaid Cooper. He's kept his nose.
2: Clean. I was, I was just, I was just trying, <laughs> I was just trying to lighten the mood because, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's pretty dark stuff. But yeah, it, it well, is what the, it is.
1: You, you mentioned the link I put in the group, Adam. That, um, that's actually a different story. Is so we, that's not. So the, know, the headline yeah. is. The headline is the Melbourne Rebels are looking into allegations that two of their players were involved in a fight that left a man hospitalized with serious injuries.
0: That's oh, not the Amanaki
1: Mafi Lepedi-Tamani story. That's something else. Which doesn't oh say God. which
0: two Rebels it was.
1: No, no, they haven't released the names um, yet. But it also says the club's not a, not aware of any police involvement yet. And they're believed to be conflicting accounts of the incident. So that's probably why they haven't yet named the players because they still want to find out... Because so the be... allegation is that they, like, sucker-punched some some poor and put him in hospital. But, you know, no one knows. But so a, a completely different two Rebels are now oh my God. getting the involved are, in this. The so, are
0: making a play to take that red spot in my heart as sort of the team
2: of delinquents. On that bombshell, I'm just glad I literally came in the roving reporter to add in my about that incident. So, uh, just a quick final comment about the play. Over the weekend, Ryan Crotty's a god. TJ Perinara is Littlefinger. And uh, the Lions are looking good for a, a semi final. And good on the TARS for winning. But he's showing that Australia aren't that terrible. But that, that's my, yeah. quick, my quick final comment. Okay. Okay, cool. All cool. right, cool. 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 All right, good luck, chaps. Go I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna listen to the rest of Yeah, I'm going to listen to the rest of us like a principal does monitoring a <laughs> school so you guys okay. can get out of hand. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> good all luck. luck to Cheers. You're you good luck too. <laughs> have
1: fun um, okay cool so that yeah I think we've pretty much done yeah, that, that one uh, that. we had some we had one last piece of news that we wanted to discuss what was that again
0: that was the Scott and Scarlet's unveiled their new kit With oh, uh, right. it's a record breaking I think I'm wrong on the number most probably but it's something like 18 sponsors <laughs> on the kit
1: yeah so but it's quite hectic. So this, you, see, you were saying in the group, this makes it the most valuable kit, technically, yeah, of, all of all time, technically.
0: Because of all the sponsors and all that, it now all the sponsors putting money towards that kit, it yeah. now counts as the most valuable. But obviously now there's been a, <laughs> on the other side of the coin there's been a massive outcry from fan base, saying yeah. how do you put that many sponsors on a kit? It looks ugly and so forth.
1: Okay. So that was my question. So the fans don't like it. The Apparently. fans don't like it's, it. It's, it's, yeah, it's
0: veering away from you know what a traditional kit looks like, which I don't think is right or wrong. I mean, it's still a fairly decent looking kit. Yes, it's got little white scribbles all over it now because of all yeah. the sponsors. But I mean, as one of the, there was another comment I saw, which was quite rightly so, is the fans don't buy enough kit to, to make it worth their while. So they've got to sell sponsorship yeah. space. The, com- the club's got to make its wages back somehow. They've got to play their own, pay their players. So If yeah, this no. is the way it is, then that's the way it is. And and the joke is, what as I said, that chances are good next year, Stormers' kit's not going to look much different from that Scarlet's kit. I reckon.
1: You think so? Because just because no one's going to sponsor them.
0: Well, either 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 it's going to be no sponsors or it's just going to be fucking. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just hardware uh, store I... and like every small sponsor. <laughs> it's going to be like all, all those small, like local, regional ads a year on KFM.
1: Maybe <laughs> yeah. have like
0: jersey space next year.
1: Tartoria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, so my thing, because I mean, I looked at the photo you sent through, and it. it's it's a so it's the scarlet skit, so it's pure yeah. red with the white brands all over it and it is like the whole thing's pretty much covered like they couldn't have fit another sponsor on if they really wanted to i mean they got creative
0: there's like on this on the seams on the shoulders
1: yeah yeah i'm
0: not going into the armpit there's a sponsor and all that
1: yeah Uh so it's obviously a bit of overkill. but to their credit they've kept it just as you said just everything is white writing yeah so so there, there are a couple of things that come out of this for me number one on on the plus side they've kept with their brand image like it's the red and the white and you can still see it's a scarlet kit for the most part right totally unlike for example stormers who, who completely sold out and i mean i would i, I don't want to get too much into this because i could probably do a whole episode on how angry that makes me that the Stormers sold out to fucking dhl the they have totally and i, I say this in, con, in with consideration They have bastardized the Stormers brand, the Western Province brand, and they have given away the tradition. They've sold the tradition of Western Province rugby and the imagery that goes along with it for what I can only imagine was not very much money because they're still apparently bankrupt. The Stormers jersey is is hands down one of the ugliest in, I think, world rugby. I can safely say that.
0: There's some... Gems, for, but that's like third tier. i not third tier, Like yeah. team's third jerseys, or there's some gems in Europe like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But but I mean, really, it's 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 horrible. It's horrible to look at. It. I can the, the same applies to Newland Stadium, DHL Newland Stadium with the disgusting.
0: You there? You've just disappeared on me.
1: The garish yellow and red Alex. that's splashed everywhere it's so horrible but anyways so that that's the one thing they somehow managed to retain their... oh, can you hear me am you, I back yeah you're back now you there yeah, I'm back now yeah okay so I don't know I got
0: to you were on garish yellow red and yellow
1: but anyway yeah, okay. No, that's fine. I think I didn't, that's enough. So, yeah, the Scarlet's... Have been but on the other hand, I'm like, if you're one of those 18 sponsors, like, are you really getting your money's worth from this? Because I can't really make out any of those sponsors. Um, and at the same time, you're like, you know, you get to a point where if everyone's sponsoring the Scarlet's, then no one's sponsoring the Scarlet's. Yeah. So, you know, it just doesn't seem that efficient. I think it's better to have two or three big sponsors and they get dominance on the jersey and then that's it like they get the coverage
0: remember the force i think it was the force's second last on their sort of last two years where they had five or six big sponsors or was it essentially everyone had their own sponsors Essentially, had like one low so everyone had one big logo on their chest and that sort of differed from player to player it was about... Oh, maybe, yes. It was yes. Honey, uh, Honey Badger one. was still playing, if I remember correctly. Okay. Because that's, it was, I think, Honey Badger's last season where... I don't know if it was... I doubt it was every player had a different logo, but it was essentially like there were like seven or eight different logos at least on the field. So they had seven or eight big sponsors, and each player had one sponsor on their jersey, essentially. Yeah, but you had that diff- okay. differing sponsors yeah,
1: that's so. a, that's an interesting way of doing it yeah and you can you can charge more for like getting Malcolm Marx. <laughs> yeah, or no, look, yeah you,
0: if, you, if you're sponsoring Malcolm Marx's jersey you, you spend the big bucks <laughs> but yeah if you're sponsoring I don't know some so yeah but then some, then you end up it's actually quite interesting because then companies can play like a speculative fantasy system like so like the guys who would have let's use the lines as an example the guys who would have bought Deanti's jersey at the beginning of the season he wasn't going to be going for a high price. Yeah. And now yeah. now look at him, how many tries in
1: and,
0: and Springbok. Actually. So you could play like almost a fantasy speculative. What would you get the most returns for your, but he'd be a wing. So then they'd charge a bit more for a wing because a wing is going to get that sort of try money shot more mm. likely than others. <laughs> oh, I'm actually going to try, try and start a marketing firm now, particularly focusing on rugby <laughs> jerseys. <laughs>
1: All right, okay. okay. Well, I think that's we've covered the news, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. I think Now, before we move on to Super Rugby, I think it's just pertinent to point out that the Sevens Rugby World Cup is going on this weekend, and the Blitzbocker are having, let's say, a good time so far. The, se- the semis are tonight, and Blitzbocker, after beating Scotland 35-5 in the previous game, trouncing Ireland quite badly as well are in the semis against England with Fiji and New Z- Zealand playing the other semi as well tonight
1: okay no, I mean that, that sounds like the right team the right like sort of um, teams to have in the semi-finals
0: yeah shame, yeah because yeah I know the other the other final, the one where we trounced Ireland the other one would have been US versus England and you kind of feel bad for the US because Mm. They hosting and they normally do turn up for their their home tournaments. I mean, they normally they do fairly well in Las Vegas usually.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it
0: Would have been nice to see them go all the way, but ah, what it is, what
1: it is. Mm. We should really have more. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the sport can grow so easily in the US if you just have the right approach to it. I mean, like the the test match between us and Wales was like. A lesson in how not to market to the U.S. It was oh, so God. stupid, yeah. such a lost opportunity.
0: But yeah, they played in Washington. I mean, apparently, apparently the guys were saying that that major league it has, it it's exceeded its attendance projections. So what they projected mm. for attendance at the start of the year, they're saying they actually got more than that, and it makes me wonder how they settled on Wash to play that that exhibition game, the Buck and Wales game in Washington, when none of the mm. none of those five teams are there. So none, yeah. of, so none of the markets that they've that they've now said look there are five markets that watch rugby play in this one which is essentially a barren swampland
1: hmm ah anyway but yeah. but yeah good good luck to the blitzbocker
0: yeah let's hopefully that uh, they've managed to pull something off tonight yeah
1: maybe that'll give us a bump in jersey sales springbok jersey sales
0: do they yeah they don't have a ridiculous MTN logo across the front of theirs it's fine
1: okay. they've got nice jerseys ever since, since, like, since they ditched they ditched Ste- uh, Steinhoff. No, they've yeah. got nice ones.
0: They've got that, like, textured green look.
1: Yes. yes. Yeah, it's actually nice. I, I might actually buy one of those. It's been a long time since I bought a Springbok jersey.
0: It's probably not a bad one to have. You yeah. know. Especially seeing as we're going to be stuck with Essex for the next while. And Essex, apparently, they don't have a, desi- a design intern.
1: I hate Essex jerseys. They are so ugly. The last, the last Springbok jersey I bought was the, the one just before that. Um... Was and,
0: it No,
1: wasn't
0: it uh, Um, it
1: was Nike, wasn't it? Shit. I can't remember now. I, I don't wear it very often. No. But the only reason I bought it was because cause I could never afford to buy a full price, percent the price that they normally are because they were getting in the Asics on the same day. Uh, and in other words, I got the nice altered like 150 rand instead of the new shitty ugly Asics classic yeah. jersey for, like, for six, like 700 like 550 rand or whatever yeah it was but, Fair yeah,
0: enough. That okay was a good, good all right speak- <laughs> so on that speculative speculative buying of jerseys let's move on to the Kane speculative win over the chiefs i, I only call it that because i'm going to sh- lead off with my media takeaway from the game is either side I mean sparring the scoreline either side could have won it and if either of TJ Perinara's tries were disallowed by the TMO I don't even think TJ would have complained because they were such 50-50 calls to make so yeah I I don't know it's hard to even say if the better uh, for sure it's even it's even difficult to say that the better team won that game because I mean to be fair
1: the yeah. well, Clans and Chiefs uh-huh.
0: they were fairly balanced throughout
1: that no I know what saying yeah.
0: you can't say that the the Chiefs should be, feel bad because they were beaten by a poorer team or whatever Chiefs were beaten by the a fuck you could have flipped a coin on that game and come away with the same result I reckon
1: yeah no both teams were were good hmm.
0: so that's an easy enough game yeah
1: not really and I mean even if you look at the, even if you look at the lineups I mean they were so closely matched all the way from one to yeah, <clears throat> you know they, they've had a couple of rough weeks, but I think they're getting back to their best, and hopefully they'll—I mean they're New Zealanders—so hopefully they'll bring out their best performances for the last couple of games if they have them. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll do. They'll have to do very well too in Christchurch.
0: Yeah, I think Highlanders are definitely sharpening up from the last couple of losses. And, yeah, I don't know. Something about the word playoffs makes New Zealanders think differently and play differently all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit bleak because I, like, I really like the Chiefs. They were yeah, my favourite New Zealand team at the beginning of the season. I mean, yeah,
0: Chiefs are um, everyone's
1: sort of... Oh, no, no, I mean, look, I love the Crusaders. I really, really want... Yeah, they're just... I don't know. Like, I like they have individual players that I just really really, really like yes. like you know and, and Talena brown is one of my favorite players. and even like Solomon <laughs> but yep the Canes go marching on and it's
0: nice to see blam actually score a try for a change again
1: they will yeah one with only one <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: um I don't know if there's much else to be said for that game. I mean, yeah, it was, it was funny enough. I keep forgetting about every time I wrote out the list of games that, that happened this weekend. I keep forgetting. It's in, I go chronological. So I went, mean, say it is that. And I was like, oh, wait, shit, there was a game on Friday morning. And think about it. Even though I actually, it's most probably one of the ones yeah, I enjoyed yeah. more this weekend. I just keep forgetting about it. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's move on to the next one. Um Saders Sharks.
0: You're gonna feel bad for the sharks getting such a blowout.
1: So yeah. So just remind me, okay, so uh, ca Saders finished top. Top then in. it was Lions, it was Tars, Tars. then it was Kane, right? Yeah. Yes. So now so before we get into this game specifically, the Canes were number four versus number five. Yes and they had a 1 point victory. The Waratahs, which we talked about just now, they were number 3 versus number 6. They had a 7 point victory.
0: Yes. And then it was 2 versus 7.
1: Lions were 2 versus 7. And they had a 17. And Crusaders were 1 versus 8. And they had a 30 point victory. Yeah. You kind of see I'm getting at the fact that we hate teams out of 15 in a playoff is kind of st- because like the bottom two teams were the Sharks losing by f- by 17 and 30 points respectively. That's not a you know we like the whole point of this strength versus strength conference system or whatever, and then building up to these these crochet, like the crescendo for the playoffs is supposed to be that the playoffs are supposed to all be. The way the Crusader, the way the Waratahs landers and Hurricanes Chiefs games were, it's supposed to be close. It's supposed to be anyone could win it on the day. Yeah. But I mean, fuck, get, get blown up by thirty points in a in a playoff like the Sharks. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Like poor Sharks. Like they didn't really deserve to be there. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but like, and I'm not saying I'm not saying the Rebels did, or that any other team. In the no, that's what I'm did. saying.
0: Who else do we put there besides just... them?
1: No time. one. Like, that game should never have happened.
0: So, what are you proposing? We do top six, and then the top yeah. two go on a bye. So, top two points wise. So, that would yeah. be Crusaders and Canes. Not necessarily top two uh, points
1: wise. Yeah, yeah. I think that actually would be more fair. And yeah.
0: then rest those two, and then the yes. next four. Duke it out in a round of four. Yeah, and so then, then you... we'd be. And
1: have... The Lions play against the... Hang on, let me look at the log. I can't do this for memory.
0: Lions would um, play... We'd still have Lions playing Jaguars, I think, or the Sharks. No, Lions would play the Sharks. No,
1: no, 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 no. Hang on, so we're saying only the top six go through.
0: Only the top six, sorry, yes.
1: No, yeah, no, so... So, so, yeah. so Crusaders and Hurricanes have a bye week. Yeah. The Chiefs are now number three on the log because they actually have the the third highest points difference. Yeah. They play um, they play the Highlanders, Chiefs Highlanders, because um, the Highlanders and the Waratahs are tied on total points, but they've got a worse points difference.
0: Yeah.
1: So we have a Chiefs Highlanders, that's the first playoff. We have a Lions home against the Waratahs, that's the second playoff. Then let's say the home team wins, so it's Lions win and Chiefs win. We then have sailors playing the Lions in the first semifinal and the Hurricanes playing the Chiefs in the second semi-final. Just I I can almost guarantee you that none of those games end in a thirty point deficit.
0: One hundred percent. And even the even those the the bottom four in the round of six games are yeah. much
1: closer than what we saw now. Much, much closer. And like it's just it's painful to watch. I mean, the poor Sharks, dude. Like, they tried so hard. You
0: can watch the wind just sort of go quietly out of their sails over the game. Yeah. The game.
1: And, I mean, and you got the feeling that, that, like, Crusaders never even really got into fifth gear, yeah. to be honest. Was, um, was Bridget so, on the
0: field? I'm just, I can't remember seeing Yeah,
1: it. he was there, but, like, he was just taking it easy. He was signing autographs. I see he, didn't, I in see the he didn't finish anything, thing. so he
0: was obviously just sort of marking the white line and that was about it.
1: Yeah, look, Crotty had a good game. Crotty had a big game,
0: which uh, is good, uh, which
1: is always nice. Yeah. yeah, the Crusaders always benefit when he plays as well. Um, Matt Todd, apparently, he's 21 tackles.
0: He's... My my favorite little moment was from Matt Todd was the quick yeah. tap and go. Like he
1: should be an in intangible 15.
0: Oh, 100%. He's, like I was saying, he's quick tap and go, which led to a try. It's probably my favorite thing that happened in that game. With the ah, Lions, I keep saying Lions, the Sharks. I'm so used to the the Lions and Crusaders in a playoff. The Sharks were caught completely (laughs) flat-footed. And then he just, who scored? I can't even remember who scored that try. It wasn't him. He passed it off. But he took that quick tap and go and basically burnt like 20 meters and passed it to a backline player to score it. Yeah. Are you there still?
1: Yeah. Well, he did get a try uh, eventually. Um, I can't remember because I said i this game. Um, I kind of tuned out when I when I realised how long stage so players were being. Yeah. Sorry. Can you not, know, Matt? Yeah. No, Matt, I can, can you hear me?
0: Yeah. You back now? Matt. Yeah
1: okay sorry i don't know what's going on i don't know yeah, um seems,
0: seems to be slight delay but i seem if i keep quiet you come in eventually not that you come in you literally <laughs> pick up from where i said so every now and then there's just a delay i must just be patient <laughs> okay,
1: sorry and i think it must while. be on my side
0: no it's possibly me too i think I've, I've been killing as things as i've been going along to see
1: anyway okay. well anyway let's move on yeah yeah so that game
0: and then there's...
1: the Crusaders are dominant well played to them they look
0: i think like they can earn our clinical team of the week which I think they've won they've earned that title most of the
1: season every week
0: <laughs> yeah so no. can we call this the shock result of the weekend the Tars Highlanders result
1: well I think so I don't know I would have liked what the community said for this game I'm looking on Super Brew but I said that the, land, the Highlanders were going to win. I was convinced that we Super, know. Super
0: Bruce says what does it say? 60-40 split in favor of the Highlanders. So, I mean, it's, it's fairly close. But, yeah, the majority by 10%. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's enough. Like, it's yeah, it's definitely an upset. I think it was definitely an upset. That being and said, I mean,
0: that being said. To be honest,
1: it probably should. Yeah, I was just going to mention to beat the Waratahs beat the Highlanders in Sydney earlier this year. Anyway.
0: Yeah, there's um I want to find um where was the stat? Yeah, someone found this stat. Um, in the previous ten years of Super Rugby, teams that have led at halftime by seventeen or more points, which is what the Highlanders were winning by. Have won that game 162 times, yes. drawn that game once, or lost that game five times. Of those five teams that have lost
2: by cool. having a seventeen,
0: wow. how many of them do you think were the Islanders?
1: Is it is it all five?
0: No, it's, it's 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 only three. But yeah, they've got the majority of teams. Okay,
1: that
0: have, That's...
2: teams that wow. have. Wow, a record to have!
0: Teams that have that have duffed a win like that. They are yeah. the kings of it. So uh, that stat I found afterwards. And so wow. it sort of puts into perspective a little bit. But did, what not the Hall of that important to their whole defensive pattern that if he goes off, they let through 21 points?
1: Yeah. yeah. But look, I mean, yeah, credit to the Waratahs. Um They rallied well. They played some of the best rugby that we saw. I mean, so it's, uh, Bernard Foley scored his record number of points in a game um, which is very cool and yeah I mean he did really well but for me like uh, Folau was actually the difference maker in the second half like Mm. that first uh, that that second try of Foley's where Folau just took on the line and he saw he had Liam Squire in front of him and just stepped off his right and then just cut the line to shreds and there was nothing that anyone could do to catch him and then he just popped it off to Foley to finish Um, yeah uh, it was really good and I mean the, the Waratahs Lucy's I also thought stepped up really well Wells and Miller um, Hannigan was whatever but the Wells and Miller I thought were really good and yeah weirdly they're just not missing Michael Hooper anywhere near as much as I thought they would uh, assistant so, coach yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we'll miss the Highlanders because I, I really I was convinced that they were going to go all the way through but yeah.
0: um, Highlanders are my, the Highlanders are for me I think is the off yeah. for you it's just that, that 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 New Zealand side that you like supporting
1: yeah, yeah, but also look, I think it, it's a good it's a good thing overall because we keep a New Zealand team, um, we keep an Australian team in the competition. Oh yeah, so if, if, imagine we, if we keep as much just, yeah we keep as much interest as possible right up until the end. So that's good.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the Rebels are doing their best to keep Australian yeah. rugby in the news as well.
1: <laughs> that's also true.
0: Okay. And
1: then Okay, uh, last game of the weekend.
0: After that after that shocker, then it's the slightly more predictable Lions win forty against the Jaguars is twenty three. Uh, I didn't watch most of this game. I saw bits and pieces. The one piece I did see was the big tight head scrum by the Lions in the second half, which I was well impressed by.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the, the set pieces look pretty good for for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because that Haguar is where the high are traditionally strong. Yeah. Um, for me, there were two big aspects to this game. Number one, Elton Yankees was just on form. Like I don't know what he had for breakfast yesterday, but we need to try and get him on a diet of that for Springbok games. If he's still going to play Springboks, I don't know why you can't do this for the Springboks. Like there's such a big difference in the player. That yes. we see playing for the Lions and we see playing for the Springboks. I don't understand it. I've never seen someone so like, dichotomous in their confidence. I, and honest, their I
0: honestly think, think Ben's Yankees flips a coin before the start of the game, and that's how he plays. Theory holds a shitload of water. Because fuck, you never know what
1: Yankees you're going to get. Yeah. And even... I don't know, but anyway. So I mean, he was amazing. Like his cross field kick for the Conbring try, Ooh, Conbring which Conbring, try Conbring was... also, yeah, he took it so well. But so that was the first big difference maker was Elton. and then the difference maker to end all difference makers, <laughs> Commander in Chief Malcolm Marks, Jesus, he was titan. Like I, I, I said on. Twitter afterwards, it was for me. It was reminiscent of the kind of impact that David Pocock had against us in the quarterfinal, twenty eleven. Yeah, where just one somehow can stop yeah. in those rounds. Personally, I felt like he was on. A, he was actually not supporting his body weight for a lot of those uh, pilfers.
0: <laughs> we discussed this last week.
1: But Jakob, yeah, paper yeah, was obviously giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I think the Higuarros probably feel right. Aggrieved, but whatever it is, what it is on the day, it's the same as Pocock against us in 2011. You got to play to the whistle, yeah. and God, I mean, you could see it was taking its toll on him. Like he'd get in there, he'd steal the ball. The ref would call for the petties They'd have to like lift him towards the end of the game. Like <laughs> he was just running out of energy. How long did he play? And he... still just putting it all all on the line, and, and maybe. And making the difference for the Lions, I think he played like 17, He normally does.
0: Yeah, I was wondering, did they actually take him I'm off after about sure. 70, or if he played the full 80?
1: A corner free came on at some point because I saw him throwing into a lineout. But
0: oh, oh, that line-out, I think I Malcolm that
1: Marks, thing. what a, yeah, what a player. No, Jesus, he's good. He's up there with Brady Retallick, I think, in terms of the impact he can he can make for a team. It's incredible. But yeah, anyway, so a great win for the Lions. Um, yeah, really dominant. Again, we spoke about how dominant like they were and probably shouldn't be that way in the playoffs. Yeah, Ooh. I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad that Saifu has got at least one team in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, we I guess holding thumbs that the Hurricanes can win and then maybe there's going to be a home final. That'll be cool.
0: Oh yeah, if Hurricanes won. Yeah, because we were technically on top of it, the, above them on the combined log, with because of winning our conference.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, with that, let's. Yeah. That's bullshit, but whatever, yeah. we'll take it. Look, we'll take it because, although to be uh, to, yeah, yeah, we we'll suppose of the two, I think the Hurricanes are the ones that the Lions should be able to feel that they should be able to beat. Yeah. I think yeah. yeah. I, think, I think they're slightly more apprehensive about their bogey side, the Crusaders. Not that they should feel that they can't be I think it's more just a, a slightly more, I don't know what's yeah, apprehensive is maybe the best word for it. And they just sort of have a, an inkling towards their old foes, the Crusaders, from last year, the old foes. And I think with that, mm-hmm. let's see. Speaking of that, so let's have a yeah. let's have a look at. I don't have our Super Brew open so I won't be able to say how we did but I think we only got the Waratahs game wrong and possibly the Chiefs Hurricanes I can't remember what we all said I
1: think yeah I think I said Chiefs
0: I think I said Chiefs myself
1: it was so bad the previous week remember the week before last um, the Canes lost to the Chiefs and they were just played so badly so I think we all kind of expected that the Chiefs would have a repeat performance yeah, so, uh, But obviously at a different venue, and that kind of made all the difference.
0: Yeah, so I don't think no. our, our expert opinion matters too much in Superbrew, but hey, let's look at what should, what's coming up next week. Look, we've, if we get one right, we're batting 50% at least for next
1: week, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Well, I mean, uh, I think that, I feel like this is pretty easy, to be honest. Not that we'll necessarily get it right, but... It, there's only one, one way to call it and I think, I think both home teams have to win yeah
0: i don't think i don't think uh, yeah i don't think besides with probably two diehards at sydney and let's say 75% of the population of wellington are going to go against us but yeah i reckon crusaders should win not yeah crusaders aren't going to win by much though surely
1: So no not by much i would put it at five points a five point win for the crusaders
0: what was their last game the last game they won by 11
1: yeah i'm also looking.
0: yeah they've won by ten points the last two against
1: times. the canes
0: no yeah but I'm um, yeah against the canes if i look at their
1: matches yeah
0: so all oh, the canes won the first game so, ooh.
1: Yeah. so I'll, yeah. I'll still put it at like five. five
0: yeah, I think I'm going to do five as well. So, um, I think this is... The, at this point, we do a point for Adam. When you log on to our Superbrew account, Crusaders by five. Because neither of us are logged into it, so you're going to have to do it when you listen back to this, Adam. Yeah. And then the other game. Lions versus mm. Waratahs.
1: Yeah, thank you, Adam. And then... Uh, this, is the one, if this was being played in... I would actually go with the Waratahs but they have to travel all the way here
0: they can't be um, forward to
1: that and yeah I don't I don't know like I just don't feel like the Lions also feeling good like they because the Haguwaras were like coming for them the Haguwaras were like had a good run of games before they arrested all their players Uh... They were like really hungry to uh, kind of be the kings of the African conference or whatever. they managed to start uh, the Lions and the and that are probably the second in the competition. And the Crusaders. So I I, I Maybe uh let's say seven seven points.
0: I was more confident in the Lions. I was I, I was looking almost 15-ish but depends on which So I like it's the two of us so that means now let's push it to about push yours up to about 10 I'll drop five of mine lines by 10
1: okay yeah I can work with that
0: Still confident, I mean, that's that's either, either two rolling sure. ball tries. Uh, dip, sure. Look, that puts plenty. Oh, so okay. If Yankees is having a bad day, that's two rolling ball tries of marks. Or if mm-hmm. Yankees is having a good day, it's one rolling ball try, which was converted and a penalty. Yeah. So we we, we, could, we anticipate either either at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough.
0: Okay, and I think that uh, is it for this week.
1: Yeah. Can't argue with that.
0: So <laughs> I think this has been a bumper cut down yeah, smaller yeah. episode. And thank you everyone for listening. Um please follow us on our social media. There's the Twitter, which is ERB oh fuck, I don't even know. So now I can't even plug it properly. I don't know the handle. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: not very sure about that.
0: Yeah, I don't know the handle actually. I know we're on Twitter but I forget the handle. Let me go find it quickly. But the rest of the stuff you can find us on it's, it's, elite
1: rugby, it's Elite Rugby Band.
0: Is it Elite Rugby Band? Oh, yes, I forgot. We could also substitute it for a meal supplement one day. We can shift focus and sell it as a meal supplement. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Elite Rugby it's, Band it's, on
1: Twitter. Us.
0: And then you can get notifications when new episodes go up. And every now and then, insights to whoever's the last person logged in. Normally Adam. And, yeah, he tweets less biased than... The Hurricane's Twitter account normally does. And, yeah, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Acast. But I think you guys already all know that because you've gotten this far into the episode on at least one of those three yes. platforms. So I don't know why we always shout it out, but one does, and every podcast does. So, yeah. And, yeah, please leave ratings and I don't reviews.
1: know. We it's like to pretend like it. we have more, more listeners than we really do.
0: Uh, it's interesting it's always fun because everyone also they plug their shit and find us on these platforms but we've all found you on those platforms but yeah Um, please leave ratings reviews because Mm -hmm. apparently those do get new eyes on this and now that Super Rugby is winding down we are going to have to try and find listeners the hard way I think so yeah anyway Alex cheers